Hi, listeners. Dr. Amy Horneman here, aka The Thyroid Fixer and host of The Thyroid Fixer podcast. I'm here to tell you about my experience working with Rachel Varga one-on-one with my skin. I am a self-proclaimed anti-aging skincare addict, and I have spent thousands of dollars on the wrong skincare, always falling prey to those ads that promise to reduce your wrinkles and smooth your fine lines. Working with Rachel, I'm telling you, she is a guide. She takes your hand. She personalizes your entire skincare regimen, really looking at your skin and how it is and what your goals are. She listens to you. And that's the most important part of this journey. It's unlike anything I have ever experienced. In fact, there's nothing out there like it. Rachel is an angel in this world. She will absolutely transform your skin You will reach your goals of skincare, whether it's reducing wrinkles or clearing up acne or just looking good on camera. That's what I need. So head over to rachelvarga.ca and book your one-on-one consult with her. You will not regret it. It will be the best thing that you do for your skin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host as a board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist, and in this episode, I have my dear husband, Gabriel Varga, joining us today. What's up, Gabriel? How's your day going? It's pretty good. (laughs) We are here in quarantine together, and some of you guys have been asking me, you know, what are you doing to keep yourself occupied and busy, and some of you guys have even been saying like how much you like seeing Gabriel and I sharing what we do in regards to keeping ourselves motivated in respects to eating well and exercising during this time. So in this episode, we're going to be sharing some really cool insight into some of our relationship tips and all of that. If you haven't already registered for the Unlock Your Vitality Masterclass, you can actually go ahead and do so at www.unlockyourvitality.com and you can learn you can learn alongside Gabriel and I. We have over 10 videos that we've recorded in our home here and we share with you some of our best tips and tricks in regards to, you know, staying motivated together and all sorts of wonderful things. So Gabriel really brings into practice the aspect of, you know, performing at a very high level as a professional athlete. And of course, I sprinkle in the body, mind, spirit, energy, skin, and rejuvenation into the mix as well. So it's cool. We actually really help to balance each other out. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. So Gabriel, tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a professional kickboxer and MMA fighter, and I've won six pro world titles in the kickboxing circuit around the world. So when people ask you, what do you do? And then you tell them what you do. How do they respond? (laughs) Most people say, oh, you don't look like a fighter. That's the most (laughs) common response. (laughs) Yes, it is very true. Yeah, especially if they don't know that that's something that I already do. If they just met me for the first time, they'll kind of, yeah, just lift an eyebrow and look at me, sort of size me up and go, hmm, I don't know. I don't know if you do that. And you know what I said before dating you? Yeah. I swore I would never date a fighter. I watched my first MMA fight on the screen. I was actually 
at a pub with a bunch of friends and there was a fight on and I saw my first match and there was blood on the canvas. I was like, nope, this type of man is not my cup of tea. But the thing is, you are not like a typical fighter. Uh, most of the fighters are really nice, actually. Most of the guys are really, really nice. I just saw a lovely article the other day about somebody... Uh, I can't remember the story now. It's out of my head. There's there's a lot of nice stories about MMA fighters, but it was somebody who went out of his way to uh, help somebody else during quarantine who was in need. And then a prime example is the UFC heavyweight champion right now. He's refusing to fight and defend his belt, even though they're threatening to strip it, because he's also a fireman. He doesn't need to be. He makes He's made millions of dollars, but he chooses to continue being a fireman to help people. And he said, no, I'm not going to fight and defend my belt because it's my my job right now to help people and to be on call. He's a first responder, so that's your average fighter. Uh, most of the guys that you see who make headlines are not your average fighter. They're just the guys who sell tickets because they act like like monkeys. Mm-hmm. We're talking like Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor. So that's what I thought when I started watching fight sports for the first time. And then I met you, and I was like, well, you are definitely not like the typical fighter out there. Yeah, I mean, fight sports are different because it's not like a team sport. They they sell tickets based on, on people's personalities and personalities sell. And if you're somebody who people really like, that's fair, fairly uh, saleable. But if people hate them, that, that really makes a lot of money. People pay more money to see people lose than they do win. <laughs> that's, that's just a fact. Yeah. Just the people who make the most money in the world generally are the ones who people want to see lose. And I really want to see this guy get hurt and knocked oh. out and then they go and, and go go buy the ticket or or pay for the pay-per-view. So no, most fighters are are very nice and I've said it a number of times in other interviews they're the first guys will run across the street or go to their way to help others. Mm-hmm. And you know, I've seen you do that. You helped a homeless man who was being attacked on the side of the road and you helped protect him from some other people, which is really cool. So getting back to, you know, I swear I'd never date a fighter. You are very different um, in regards to how you carry yourself and all of that. And that you don't look like a fighter, right? Getting back to how you answered my first question, people think, oh, well, you don't look like a fighter. But that's really funny because, you know, that's the type of fighter you want to be the most worried about, am I right? That's what I say. I, I say if the guy looks like a fighter in terms of, oh, his face is all scarred up and he has that sort of element that he's being beat up a lot, then I go, oh, well, he's probably not the most dangerous because he's very hittable. It's easy to land strikes on him and he's taken a lot of abuse. And generally those aren't the guys that you want to be as scared of, the guys who are, who are scary and the guys who are generally the best in the world. Uh, they don't look like a fighter and they don't look like they've been hit a whole lot and a lot of them don't even have with their clothes on a physique that looks very scary mm-hmm. um you know if you're talking about heavyweights they they will look big obviously just because they're at a heavier weight class but for the for the lighter guys it's uh it's much much easier to to not be able to tell down uh, if you see them on the road if they're a fighter or if they're a banker or, mm-hmm. or a teacher or it doesn't really matter yeah it's like us walking down the road it's like <laughs> we're almost bookends to each other, like your dad says, like similar size and, and stature and and things like that. So I'm sure everyone's wondering, what has it been like for us during quarantine? 
everything well i mean you you've been much busier than i have my my um schedule revolves basically around being able to go and be able to be right up against other people right i'm either teaching uh, my kids program and i need to be right there with them i need to be at least six feet i mean that's way too far for the most part i want to hold pads i want to move around with them i want to be able to show them techniques and you have to be within within striking range for that so i can't do that and then obviously uh everybody in the professional sporting industry is trying to figure out what to do about not having crowds in the arena and and how safe it is to to have people competing so that's all sort of being on hold uh my promotion bellator sounds like they're scheduling their first events for july but that doesn't leave me with uh yeah much incentive at the moment to be training crazy hard when i know a fight's super far away and then that doesn't even mean that i'm going to be fighting in july i could be fighting in August, September, October. So yeah, for me, it's just, it's slowed everything right down. Mm -hmm. But not so much for you. (laughs) I know. I've been pretty nonstop with really cool interviews and things like that. And I love interviewing other health and wellness icons and being interviewed on their podcasts as well. It's been a really cool time for me to learn and get up to speed with really where healthcare is going. And it's going into more uh, of a much more customized space, which is fantastic. So what would you say has allowed you to just continue to stay like grounded and balanced during this time when, you know, you're not able to get to the gym and train and teach the little kids at um, the different rec centers and gyms? Uh, What do I do? I mean, I usually I make time for my workout every day. Um, Some days I don't really feel like going outside or it's rainy. So I, you know, just work out inside a small little space and it's doable. It's always doable to work out. So I make sure I do that once or or twice a day. And then uh, also I can't teach anybody um, face to face, but I can still do some instruction online. So I just use my YouTube channel to 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 help share with others and, and make sure that other people have workouts right now. But yeah, aside from that, it's it's pretty humdrum for me. Mm-hmm. My parents have even been doing some of your YouTube workouts, which I think is great. So you could just check Gabriel out at uh, Gabriel Varga on YouTube. And so if you're ever wondering who the cameraman is behind some of the things that Gabe does for me, that's uh, that's that's Gabriel's handiwork, which is really cool. So basically, I'm married to a professional athlete slash personal trainer. So. How have you kept me motivated? How have I kept you motivated? I don't know. How have I kept you motivated? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not great. I get my own motivation. So when I don't see people motivated and slacking off, I just tell them, as you know, just say, you need to work out. Why aren't you working out? You should be outside working out. What are you doing? Why aren't you working out? <laughs> I just come at you way too much i just i just expect people to want to work out as much as i do so yeah i have that that fault i guess if you don't want to work out for an hour plus a day i just think something's wrong with you are you broken well actually technically i have been for the last little while (laughs) (laughs) but there have been some things that i've been slowly able to reincorporate into my routine which is which has been um you know kind of uplifting for me being able to start to move around a little bit more because you know I was in an accident a little while ago and that's been hard for me and because of that um, I've had to modify my diet so if you guys have ever been injured or anything like that you do have to kind of limit your calories a little bit more to offset that but you've been really good at you know 
if you see me sitting in place for too long, you know, I'm doing whatever, emails, interviews, editing, all that stuff, you will come up to me and say, have you worked out yet today? And have you done anything today? Have you gone on your walk, your jog, stuff like that? And it's really important for partners to notice when their other half can benefit from a little bit of motivation. So what would you say your style of motivation is, Gabriel? My style of motivation? Like for myself personally or for trying to push others? Both. I, I guess I do the same thing that I do to others, but I just do it in my head. Like five times harder than I do to anybody else. So that's why you always found it really difficult when I try and motivate you because I just go, oh, I think I'm being really nice and... And because in my mind, I'd be much meaner to myself and I'm much meaner to my kids program than I am to you. But you're not used to what you call it negative. I'm sensitive. Negative. Yeah. Whereas, you know, in, in martial arts, you're not it's, not it's not like, oh, pat on the back. You're doing a good job. You did two push ups. Oh, good job. Keep it up. It's, <laughs> martial arts is about realism and yeah. it's not about patting people on the back when they haven't done anything. So. Yeah, I'm just I'm very honest and upfront with with the kids program and and I'm a little less so with you and I'm much more with myself. So, yeah, for me the motivation is just there. I don't I I you know me, I can't even I can't even eat anything unless I feel like I've earned it. Mm-hmm. Much less much less eat a treat. Like uh, right right now I I had a half dinner and then I'm like, "Oh, I should probably work out today." I only played badminton for an hour and went on a kayak ride. I haven't really done a workout today, so I went out and did my workout and then I came back in and like, oh, everybody else is having treats, but I didn't really work out that hard today. It was just a half hour on the bag hitting it. So I don't really feel like I earned it, so it just it's just ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. So you'll have treats after you work out as opposed to, say, a really long day working. Working's and, not and stuff working like that. out. Yeah, exactly. So you'll have your treats in when you've been able to offset the calories. Yeah, it's not so much about calories for me because my body fat percentage is so low. I could probably eat calories every day or a, a candy every day and it wouldn't make a massive difference just because I have a high metabolism. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just for me, it's I don't enjoy them. That's just it. I want to make sure that I enjoy them and I have a guilt complex, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the guilt complex kicks in as soon as I eat anything and I feel like I haven't earned it. And I get very confused when others don't have that. What's been one positive thing that you've enjoyed seeing in me during this time? Oh, you got back to working out because you have time now. That's mm-hmm. neat. A little bit more time for self-care for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's been really important. Yeah, you had the salt and more time to take care of uh, the injury that you have and and not be stressed as much on, or put the stresses on your back and... And your neck, so you've had more time to to heal up there. And then as a result, you can put a little bit more time into getting your joints and muscles moving again. Uh, It's just always important. I just, I've seen so many people always sort of get puzzled how people go from, you know, being really in shape in their 20s, then in their 30s, it kind of dwindles down. You can tell they don't stay fit. And then all of a sudden, 40s and 50s and 60s, it's just like, wow, was this person ever in shape? Mm -hmm. And it seems like a lot of people lose it in their 30s, so just seems like it's uh if it's something that you want to stay fit and healthy and you don't want to be a broken up uh you know 50 60 70 year old you still want to be active you still want to be able to run with your grandkids and 
go out and go on bike rides and hikes and I still want to be running and hitting the bag when I'm that age so you just can't stop you stop it's probably that's what most people say like oh you know I, I was really fit and then I took a couple of years off and and then you just it's so much harder to get going once you stop so mm-hmm. just don't stop I remember one of the things that you mentioned talking about like in your YouTube channel as well was you know after this whole quarantine thing is over what are you gonna have to show for it Mm-hmm. that was just basically a video just trying to make sure that people stay motivated and find something to do because it would be very easy for a lot of people to to get really discouraged and go oh, I don't have I can't go to my normal gym and I don't have my regular training partners and the TV's right there, and since I can't go to the gym, I'm just going to watch TV, and then all of a sudden a month goes by, and you got out of shape, and you're not able to go to work, and it just basically turns into a, a long, a long uh, whatever, a month or two-month uh, TV binge fest. And I was just saying that, you know, instead of letting that happen and being disappointed that the time all went by and you didn't accomplish anything, try and find something that you've always wanted to do but just haven't had time for. Because now you have all the free time. So did you want to learn an instrument? Did you want to learn a second language? Did you want to start a YouTube channel? Did you want to start a business? Did Did you want to grow a garden? Yeah, did you want... Yeah, whatever whatever you've been wanting to do. Because people always go, oh, I wish I had more time. Mm -hmm. I think everybody says that. I wish Mm -hmm. I had more time to do stuff that I love or that I want to learn or pursue. So yeah, that that video was just just maybe trying to motivate even one or two people to, to just do something that they... We'll look back when this is done and go, oh, you know what? That, that was really, really good for me. I got to almost take like a, a long vacation and, and do some stuff that, that now hopefully I'll continue for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Like spending more time with family and loved ones. And, you know, if you have a yard, doing some housework, making a garden, like you fixed up the, the whole greenhouse and just planted a ton of vegetables and we're starting to reap the benefits of that, which is, which is amazing. We've also had some, some house guests over the last little while and, uh, they, they also have two legs, but they have beaks as well. So, so tell us about some of our, our house guests. We have uh, a pond outside and, uh, what we call them, like vacation decks. <laughs> they fly in for for a little uh, afternoon siesta and sort of meander around in the pond and and then fly away at night and uh, yeah they're they're cute they yeah. they they haven't stuck around and they haven't brought any little babies around which is a little disappointing I know, I always you can't want to see ba- the baby ducks but I guess if they don't actually live here we're not going to probably see any baby ducks around here has it been really adorable seeing me take them on walks <laughs> yeah taking your your little pile of oats and. <laughs> Uh, spreading them across the ground so they follow you so cute and some of them are getting so so comfortable i was outside filming a stretching episode the other day on the grass and they just start waddling over and i thought they were gonna actually get in my shot they were coming so close well let's like preface this you were literally sprawled out well, I was stretching. Like this patch of daisies next to you. Yeah. It looked very like adorable and feminine and magical. <laughs> it was so cute. And the little ducks just saw me and went, oh, person. They yeah, those are Donald and Daisy guys. They're the really friendly ones. And then there's others that come to the pond and then we come to the pond to go and feed them. And then they like go to the other side of the pond and sometimes like start walking away. And then the other day I 
caught, uh, I took a little video on my Instagram at Rachel Varga official. You can follow me there for like some behind the scenes stuff. And one of the male ducks started to, you know, run the other one off. It was really funny. and like full on charged it. It was hilarious. Ducks are just funny the way they move. They don't, they don't fly super gracefully like a lot of other birds and they don't walk super gracefully. They kind of waddle and look like they're about to tip over, but they do look good when they're in the water. Mm-hmm. That's, that, that's the time start, to shine. And they start like they're preening and stuff. It's yeah. so cute. Donald would sometimes stretch his leg out and almost do like one-legged deck yoga. It was so funny. But what's hilarious is if we didn't have quarantine, I wouldn't have really like even paid attention to the different the different characteristics of the different ducks that, that visit our <laughs> pond. You just have extra time. Well, maybe that's just a sign of how, even though you're busy, you do have a lot of time on your hands still. Oh, it's just incredible <laughs> to, you know, tune into nature around us. And, and, you know, there's so many beautiful trees around us. I just, I feel so at home in the forest and, and in nature and things like that. And that's really helped to help keep me balanced. But there have for sure been some times where, you know, I started, I felt like upset and, you know, close to tears and things like that. Things are different. What's going to happen? You know, maybe feeling a little bit fearful when all of this first started to happen. And I'm sure lots of you guys did too. Did you ever feel that way? Fearful? Yeah. Like, were you ever like, f- did you ever have a moment of sadness at all? Mm, I had my first moment of sadness the other day. When one of my buddies was talking about reopening his gym and they they were telling, uh, he was telling me about all the ridiculous protocols they have to go through to open their gym up. And I was going, man, I'm not going to be able to do that at all because they're talking about people having stations and you have to book a time in the gym and you have to maintain distance and you have to have ma- uh, masks on when you come in and out. And I was going, well, I can't do that at all with, with a kid's program. For martial arts, so I have to wait until things ease up more. So I was kind of hoping that by by June I'd be back to teaching, but I got a little bummed out by that because we've been sitting around waiting. Um, but no, you uh, miss the kids. And I just yeah, I, there's a nice energy there, and it's something I like doing, and something that's good to do. And I know lots of the kids are probably sitting around getting really tired and bored, and. And they miss you too, probably. Yeah, it's an activity they like to do. So yeah, I mean, I uh, was a little bummed out about that. But no, I mean, you you know me. I've How long has this been going on for now? It's the beginning of March, so we're coming up probably on two months. Mm-hmm. You had to hound me at the beginning to to take all the precautions and all that. I've never really well, been... Well, I'm a nurse, right? I, yeah. My specialty was pediatric trachement care. And like, I, I know what it's like to be on a ventilator. Oh, it's probably terrible. I just still... Uh, you know, I'm not a health professional. I'm a little skeptical that this is not all a little overblown. It's very, very dangerous for the people who are who are at risk, of course. And, and those people are very... Like our parents. Yeah, I mean, one of my parents. I don't know if my if my father is that at risk. He doesn't have any health issues or anything. My mom had pneumonia, so that's healthier for her to stay away. But, yeah, it'll be interesting that they, you know, they uh, will look back and see if what they did was right or if they... Uh, made some mistakes i'm sure there'll be some people looking back going oh we could have done things a lot better Mm -hmm. but i guess in this time it's better to err on the side of caution what was it like for you when people were like oh shoot this like worldwide pandemic is coming out i better up my 
my physical fitness and my immunity and my health and my healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. practices. What was that like for you and when you started was, to hear that? It was funny at first because I went, oh, it's obviously myself and pretty much everybody in my industry has been saying that for years to the general population. But I and then I heard a lot of people being like, oh, yeah, I'm super motivated now. But I bet you that motivation's worn down. That was mm-hmm. about four to six weeks ago. And I bet you the average person has stopped doing what they did for a week or two. If you don't love working out, it's just a hindrance from what I from my experience talking with other people. It's just a, a terrible part of the day where you have to get up and you have to move and you have to do stuff and. People don't understand how how fantastic working out is and how amazing it feels and how it improves your life if you don't ever get to the point where where it feels that way, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I know I, I'm in better shape right now, and this is me out of shape. I'm not out of shape, but like compared to myself in shape, I'm out of shape. And I noticed when I started a training camp, I'm going, oh, this doesn't feel very nice. This is mm-hmm. really hard, and my my body's aching. And and then once you crack, once you crack into that that next level that barrier where things start to feel good and then you go wow this is the best feeling in the world there's no there's no well i've never experienced any other highs because i've never done drugs or alcohol or caffeine or anything but i don't imagine any of them compared to the the high of working out and the endorphins that you get so yeah i mean hopefully hopefully there's a number of people who who do end up realizing that working out is really good for you and they weren't doing it before and they continue and something good comes of this whole thing. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people, you know, they've been able to look after themselves a little bit more, like have more time to do meal prep, have more time to exercise and things like that. If, you know, especially if they have been fully laid off right now. But I I wonder, you know, if people, they just get so used to feeling like garbage all the time that they don't realize how good they can feel. It's very easy for your body to adapt to positive but also to negative because i can i mean this is a very very minimal example i suppose but you know when i'm in a super super good shape and i finish a fight camp and we're talking i haven't had anything bad for two months and i've been eating super super clean and filled my body with the right amount of water just done everything almost as perfect as possible and then I come out of the fight camp and I go, okay, you know what? I, I might have another one in a month. I'm going to let myself slack off a little bit on this, this crazy extreme diet that I've been maintaining. And I go and I have something that's not healthy. And the first time I have it, right away my body just re- wants to reject it. Mm-hmm. You, you can sometimes get a little headache from like a, one cookie. A headache from a cookie or your stomach feels off and, and you're just going, wow. Like that is... That food is so terrible for me that my body, when it's clean and used to it and not used to it, is just not wanting this at all. But then, you know, two or three weeks later, after you've had another cookie and then a couple days later, another cookie, then you can sit down and eat three cookies and you feel fine. And you're going, how did my body adapt so quickly to that negative food, that that terrible food that now I don't notice three, but a couple of weeks ago, one made me feel terrible. So your body gets addicted to that sugar and starts being able to somehow tolerate that sugar yeah and a lot of people listening are really health conscious individuals you know from all over a lot of listeners from LA actually about 70% female 30% males and you know one thing that I do see across the board is 
people are realizing what makes them feel good and what makes them not feel so good, right? When they just have that time to kind of tune in, you do innately know what feels good for you. Mm-hmm. And I think that once a lot of people experience that, they're going to be a lot more motivated to to continuing that experience instead of somebody who unfortunately, you know, is, is maybe brought up in a household where as a child they don't consume proper food, they're not they don't learn to work out and take care of themselves and they never experience that. Mm-hmm. And it just it, to me that's a little sad because like you said previously, they never know how good it feels to, yeah. to be on point and to have everything dialed in, the diet, the the exercise, the sleep. And then once you have that all all dialed in that it's just it just makes you feel on a, on a different level almost than 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 having one of those elements just slightly off mm-hmm. or all of them entirely off. So what do you think about like the whole like quarantine baby situation? What's your take like, on that? Like the, the joke that there's going to be lots of pregnancies as a result of this. The quarantine boom, yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, the the first thing that when I heard this, I mean, I'm not like you were saying before. Or I was saying, I'm not really into being too concerned about the whole thing. I'm not scared like a lot of people. But would I want to have a child right now? And would I want to bring a child in if there's any chance of that child contracting some sort of virus that could impact their health? No, 100% no. So maybe a lot of people will be like me and they'll be going, no, this is a terrible time to be bringing a child in. We don't know what the next year is going to bring health-wise. So maybe there will be a big boom, but I would think... That possibly there there might not be. I mean, people have lots of time on their hands, but hopefully they're logical and go. Maybe this is a little bit of a sketchy time. I'm not concerned about my health, but I would be very concerned for for bringing a a child in right now. Mm-hmm. When, if you're if you're concerned about this topic, if you go on to my YouTube channel and on the podcast, and you just search for my immune building summit that I hosted, I hosted a summit of 15 expert health speakers. It was a three-hour event, and there are some tips in there if you are pregnant or, you know, you've just had a little one for ways to boost your immunity. So I would recommend that you go check those resources out. And just FYI, everything on the podcast here is medical, is not medical information. It is educational entertainment. So I'd love to flip the script a little bit here. I've been asking you questions. So I would like you to ask me some questions that you think that... You know, uh, people listening might not know about me, but you think would be kind of like interesting for them to get to know me a little bit more. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not an interviewer. Um, it's your time to shine, Gabriel. Uh, well, most people probably don't know about you. Is okay. So you. You really, yes or no, you really like getting dressed up and going out for, for fancy dinners and being a girly girl. Yes. Yes. Yes or no, you really like going to spas and getting your nails and your hair done. Yes. Yeah, so that's all the sort of typical things that people would probably expect expect of you. Yes or no, you really like, uh, I don't even know the term, shred- shredding on your electric guitar. <laughs> yeah, 
you actually did is it shredding? Oh, there you go. Yeah, I shred a little bit. A little bit to I play a little bit of metal. Yeah, a little bit of metal. <laughs> yes or no? You to your hate. demise, you hate <laughs> yeah, it. No. But I do, have, I do play some nice, some nice melodic electric and electric acoustic guitar. Um, I used to be in a punk rock band in high school, by the way, <laughs> and we would rehearse at church on Friday nights. So that's how I occupied myself in my youth. <laughs> and then, yes or no, you really like outdoor camping and motors uh was it dirt biking mm -hmm. I, yeah, do. I do yeah and and i have this fond memory of actually dirt biking here on vancouver island and having black bears literally like following my friends and i did this like huge corral of like 20 of us some of us were on bikes some of us were in jeeps and there's like these bears like going parallel to us like 200 meters away it was crazy and then the other one oh yeah yes or no you love muscle cars mm, oh my gosh my dad was bringing me to car shows literally as soon as i could walk you know way more i don't know that much about cars but you know so much about cars when we first started dating i was going what this is odd she she likes wearing high heels she likes she likes going out for dinner she likes doing all the fancy stuff she likes the makeup and the hair but then she likes going out uh, on the dirt bikes and going camping and she loves going to car shows and like, more, more like going to car shows more than I do. <laughs> I was going, this is odd. <laughs> That's something that most people probably didn't know about you. What did, what did you think about that when you were first getting to know me? I thought that was very, very interesting. And, and I like, uh, I like when people are just up front and they don't like things because other people think they should like them. Or they don't create a persona of who they should be. They just like what they like and they just tell you. you just be yourself, right? Was it intimidating? So intimidating? Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 is, the, is the professional fighter intimidated? No. <laughs> no, it was not intimidating. It was it was intriguing. Oh, so you were intrigued and by it. Intrigued and, and I thought it was just like I said, it's just I don't so much like when... When everybody does the same thing, you know, if the if, if I was a girl and I was looking for somebody to date and it was just, oh, you know, the guys all want to go and all they want to do is, you know, watch UFC fights and all they want to do is go to the bar and all they want to do is drink beer. And I'd be going, oh, I want to meet somebody who wants to do something different. Mm -hmm. So you still like doing a lot of the typical things that girls did, but you also like doing a lot of very different things and not things that I liked. It's not like, oh, I, I, I got attracted to your personality because I really like going to car shows and I really like doing outdoor motorcycle or uh, dirt biking and uh, all that kind of stuff. Those are things I actually don't really enjoy. But I just thought it was very interesting that you like them and, and that you were different from a lot of, a lot of other girls in that, in that sense. So. What did you think when you first met me? Um... Well, that was a long time ago. You know, my memory's not spot on. Is that because you're a fighter? No, just, I just don't think back that much on that kind of stuff. I'm just it's, being funny, guys. It's just not something that I, I do. I don't reminisce back on the past much. It's just... I remember the first day I met you. I was getting ready, and I was living with my sister, and my parents were upstairs at the time. We had a really cute little downstairs suite. And I remember telling my mom, I'm going to meet the one tonight. I need to meet my husband tonight. I remember the dress I was wearing. I remember I had like my hair all awesome and like Victoria's Secret style. Had my big pumps on. I felt good. I felt <laughs> I felt hot. Because <laughs> we had a friend set us up. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that night that I was going to meet anybody though. 
I knew nobody I was told me. Viet, our our buddy Viet is responsible for setting us up. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. So, yeah, what else could I ask? What else would people not know about you? I'd say those are the the big things, right? I mean, just when when somebody has a, a personality that's so different from the way they're portrayed. Right. You're portrayed as. Uh, is the, 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 you know, the pretty aesthetic nurse. And the, the, the. Yeah. So when you look on my social media and you see like what I post there, do you feel like that's an accurate representation of that's like, an accurate representation of, I'd say sort of half of your personality. Right. What's the other half? I'm sure everyone is curious. The other half is just what I said, just all the, the additional things that you like to do that a lot of girls and even guys don't really necessarily like to do. But you definitely, you said before when we first started dating, you're like, oh, I definitely have a tomboy side to me. Yeah. So. And then I had my hormones checked out and my testosterone was like elevated. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You wonder why. <laughs> I've been such a tomboy. No, I'm just kidding. I, but all jokes aside, I did actually get my hormones checked out um, when I was in the midst of taking some really difficult uh, scholarly tests to like see how I perform under pressure and what my hormones were doing. And my um, estrogen was a little bit low and my testosterone was a little bit raised. I'm like, huh, I wonder if that has something to do with my, you know, the, the, the fact that I do generally enjoy tomboy-like activities. Like, I don't like going out with girls and having, like, small talk. Like, it just, I hate it. I hate small talk with girls. Like, oh, this person did this and gossip. I can't stand that. So what would you say is like the number one thing that you think that people would find interesting to know about us? About us as a couple? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Number one thing that... Uh, it depends what you're talking about. I mean, is is separate people we both have uh lots of interesting things about us and then as a couple i mean lots of people look at us and probably go oh the power couple and uh, we've been called that a lot and probably look and go oh, well maybe just you know we've we've done so well over the past what nine years of being together but even though a lot of people look at us and they go, oh, you know, they look like such a cute couple. Everything is going so well. It's good for everybody to know that there's still lots of issues that you have to deal with. And um, Oh, yeah. Instagram had... is just like the highlight reel. I have people message me and be like, oh, my gosh, you guys are such like hashtag goals. But every relationship has its ups and downs. Yeah. And and we probably work just, just as hard as everybody else does at it. And. Um, just taking the time to, to like anything else, work on your body, you work on, uh, on your diet, you work on your sleep patterns, you have to work on the relationship. So, and I do enough meditation for the both of us. <laughs> yeah. I don't do a whole lot of meditation unless I have to before a fight. It's not really meditation. It's visualization. I feel like there was a while there that, you know, I was kind of evolving as a human on many different levels. I was growing and, you know, really just expanding my mindset and how I look at the world and, and all of that, which was very different than say my, you know, purely Christian traditional outlook. And I think it kind of freaked you out a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because at the beginning of the relationship, I was very particular about going through a, almost like a list with you of anything that might be problematic down the road. Cause I didn't want to end up in a relationship where 
things change dramatically. Which more people need to do when they start relationships, by the way. But then the things still, still, you know, like you said, there's just, there's bound to be change. Mm -hmm. But I just kind of went like, oh, how do you, how do you change so much on, on, in such a short period of time on, on something that was so, you seem just so level. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm going to change this and this. I'm going to try these different approaches to spirituality and just, you know, explore. It's good to explore, I think. Um, but yeah, just for me, I was going, well, this is very different. And do I have to be concerned that you're going to become a different person because you're just all of, like, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I've just always sort of known who I am and what I like and who I, more or less who I'm going to be, I think. Mm-hmm. There's never been a big question for me. I, I, I've always had that. And, you know, somebody with my personality probably isn't going to be somebody who contributes any massive, crazy value to the world in the sense of, you know, people who invent things or people who just do things that are revolutionary. You know, winning some world titles is cool and motivating some people is cool and teaching teaching kids programs and helping kids kids become better people that's very valuable mm-hmm. but but sort of staying on the course and being very comfortable and that's that's not something that most people do who are going to do something crazy wild so i'm very steadfast in my approach to life and and it works for me and i like that so i guess yeah when i see somebody who i'm going to be with and they're dramatically changing up the the way they perceive the world and very open to change is kind of kind of daunting I guess you would say, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just, it's just making sure that I guess you do your change, but you just, right. I just need to recognize that you're still the same person, but you just want to make sure they don't end up too off track because that happens a lot in relationships. People just end up 10, 15, 20 years down the road. And they're just like, you yeah, know, we were very compatible at the beginning of the relationship, but down the road, you just, we both be, both became different people. Why do you think I was changing in that way i have no idea i want to see how good you really know me now why were you changing Mm -hmm. i uh, i mean it would probably be the same reason that anybody changes there's they either need something more in life i would assume just like why why do people feel the need to invent things or, or question massive belief systems or anything like that they they have overwhelming questions that probably eat away at them and they they want answers or they want to change the reality of the way they see things. And, um, I've never been good at that. You know, I was brought up a certain way in regards to, to what I believe. And why I'm going to, I'm going to rephrase this question. Cause I think you're missing what I'm getting at. Why did you start your YouTube channel? Why did I start it? Mm-hmm. I always wanted to do it, but you, you got me to start it essentially just, and that was a couple of years ago. And that was when I started to really go through this whole personal development phase. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, you know, I bought the camera initially yeah. to, to start to do some educational stuff started with podcasts. And so what Gabriel isn't really articulating is I was going through a change because I wanted to figure out new and innovative ways that I could help people. Mm, I see. So now that I say it that way... Well, that's probably a result of what you... Because that wasn't all that you did. That wasn't all that you changed. You changed a lot of things. And then out of that came 
sort of maybe the answer that you wanted to help people. Mm-hmm. But you changed up a lot of a lot of things, and and that was one small result. So I wouldn't say that was the way you went into it. It's just that's the way you came out. Mm-hmm. So Gabriel and I, we've done a bunch of counseling and things like that with with different counselors, and we've actually come to learn about each other that we function very differently. So I have the ability to take on multiple tasks and understand that everything is going to have a really beautiful and positive outcome and everything's going to work out for me and I feel really loved and protected. And then for Gabriel, you really can do one goal at a time. You focus on one thing. But I think that's really what's allowed you to be such a successful athlete. I focus on one thing and I don't know or have a feeling that anything, everything's going to turn out right and turn out the way that I don't just feel like I have some person watching over me or that I have some divine right to to be successful which has probably allowed me to be successful in the sense that I know I have to do the work and if I don't do the work nothing's going to come of it because I'm the one who creates the success whereas you believe that you you do the work but you you just feel like you know it's going to be successful having put in the work whereas I go if I don't put in the work, I'm definitely not going to be successful. And there's no guarantees, even if I do put in the work, that I'm going to be successful. What, is, what, is, what type of success are you referring to? Like, for me, you... I'm re- referring to uh, to fight success. Right. But it doesn't really matter if you're talking about YouTube success or building a club success or selling an online course success. It's all, It's all the same thing. You put in the work and you create as best you can whether it's create your best version of yourself for a fight, you create the best course you can, become the best instructor, gym owner that you can, doesn't really matter. But I don't feel like there's any guarantees. I feel like there's other people out there who put in the same amount of work as you. And just because you do put in the work, there's a number of things that come into it. There's timing, there's luck, there's there's other elements. I mean, you can do 90% of the work, but there's still other factors that you can't control. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's just, it's never been like, oh, it's as simple as just I'll work hard and good things will happen. You have to work hard and hope that good things will happen because it's not always the case. Yeah. So something that's interesting that we're kind of tapping into now is, you know, getting actually quite deep into something. And this is something that actually comes up a lot in relationships where one party is kind of evolving and growing and going through shifts. And it's very unusual for both partners in a couple to experience shifts at the exact same time. It's usually one person starts to go down this path and then another person is kind of like, oh, okay, I see that, you know, how that's working out for you and, and, and things like that. So that is definitely something that I think happened with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm still um, super motivated to to continue my fight career and, and to be successful there and be successful on a very very high level. But yeah, I still have I still have doubts about the other things, and I know now after after years I've had doubts about my fight career. I never doubted that that I would be really good, but you always six time pro world champion, good guys. Yeah, but I always have I always had doubts like oh you know when I jump to the next level like okay I'm a world champion amateur but when I go to pro how much better are these guys gonna be mm-hmm. okay I won that the first the first few pro fights but now I'm going up to fight guys from different countries how good will they be oh okay I beat those guys but now I'm up against 
guys in the top 10 or now I'm against the number one fighter in the world and what if they're just that much better than me and it's not it's not doubt to me that's just it's just reality you know somebody might hear that and go like oh he doubts himself I'm just like no that's just facing the possibility and then overcoming it yeah but I never feel like there's any guarantees so everybody has different ways they approach but yeah it's um you and I have very different ways that we look at reality our realities yes big time I mean I still don't agree with your reality the way that you look at things but nobody will ever completely understand someone else's reality no course not i'm just saying shaped by like your upbringing how you were born all all these different things really shape how we look at the world and interact with people places and things and it's just hard sometimes we were told this by a counselor it's really hard to recognize somebody else's reality Mm -hmm. because when i look at you and you're like oh if i do this i'm just i'm going to believe and i'm going to be successful and i just go well that's not the way things are because that's not within my reality so it's so hard for me to be on the same level as you Mm -hmm. and then that makes things very difficult because yeah, we're just we're just not built the same. We're not hardwired the same way, essentially. I suppose. But at the same time, we actually offer quite a lovely balance to one another. Mm-hmm. How do you think we? I love how like confidently you just said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how would you say we balance each other? Because this is this is getting into some like actionable takeaway things for you guys listening. Of you know how you can start to interact with. You know, your family members, your coworkers, your partner. How do we balance each other? Hmm. I, I would say the way that we balance each other best is when we look at the the strength of the other person. Look at their strength and know that when they're trying to help you, it's in your best interest to to take their advice. Because mm. you've, you've tried to help me before and I've tried to turn it down. Because I go, oh, your your way of achieving things is not the way that I want to achieve them. Um, so I'll I'll try and push you away. But then once I let you help me, I go, okay, you open doors for me and you help me create things, and then, and that's a positive. Mm-hmm. And then and then for you, a lot of times I'm like, oh, you just gotta you gotta stick in, you gotta go the route, you gotta put in the hard work, you gotta you gotta grind away. It doesn't matter if it's working out or if it's not doubting yourself. Um, because I doubt myself, but I don't give, I guess not giving up on yourself. Mm-hmm. I'm very good at that. When I do find my root. You, you find your like healthy fear. You find your fear and you face it and you don't give up and you keep grinding and grinding and grinding at it. Even if there's bumps along the way, even if there's small setbacks, you keep going because I've lost fights and worked really hard to win titles and then lost them and then won them and then lost them and then won them back. And there's bumps along the way. So yeah, when you can listen to other people's strengths, even if it's not the way that you perceive them, it's generally going to be beneficial to you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's um, yeah. It doesn't matter if it's if it's your 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 parents or your siblings or your significant other or people at work. If if you've seen that they're successful with their approach, and they're trying to give you advice and you take it, there's a good chance that it will in some way help you, even if you don't understand or 100 percent agree with their approach. And generally. In my experience, it it, it has helped. Mm. If they're being positive. If somebody's being negative, then it's good to shut that out entirely, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. There's reality and there's negative, and they're very different. And if somebody's being negative, it's not good to have that around. If they're being realistic, that's something that I, I have a lot of rea- realism in my, my reality. 
you see things for how they are, black and white, and then I see things for like there's room for expansion and and possibilities and you know open to receiving and and just you know we manifest differently so I'm a bit more of say like a general manifester and then for you you're like this is how it's gonna go I'm gonna do this 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 and this and then I'm gonna win this fight and it's like it's not like any way is more correct than the other they're just different no, yeah, they're just different. I mean, there's so many success, successful ple- people in the world have had their own way of creating whatever they achieved, and they're definitely not all the same way. Everybody has their own way of getting to that, that high level. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just about what, finding what works for you. But most people, I feel like you should know that. After a certain amount of time, be, like being in your own body, knowing yourself, if you've actually taken the time to get you know, to know yourself and not sort of become what other people want you to be, that, that you have an idea of how you can create success for yourself. Some people will take one path, somebody will take a different path, and you know that like my path is is here, and this is what I'm going to do, and this is what works for me. Um, so that's just a matter yeah, of, of knowing yourself and, and not doubting who you are and not wanting to impress other people in a different way. or yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to switch gears here. If you're a say you're you're speaking to women who are listening here what word or sort of message of inspiration regarding self-confidence and beauty would you like to share Mm. i feel like a lot of it's probably not just women but women in particular because they they are put under so much more pressure from society to look a certain way, whereas guys can get away a little bit more with not not looking a certain way. You know, you get the the, the dad the dad bod, and people you heard that one before. Of course, I have. Yeah, where people are like, oh, guys are still attractive that way, but if that was a female version of that guy, they wouldn't get the same attractive level. Um, so for me, it's never been I want to look exactly like this person or that person. Um, I just I would just say you know set up in your mind what's going to make you happy and achieve it and be happy with that. I'm not saying sell yourself short, like just, oh, you know what? I look like this and that's fine because I don't do that. You know, I I could easily just sit around and do nothing and be like, okay, I'm good enough the way I am. But no, I push myself and get myself in really good shape because it does make me feel good. I feel like I accomplished something and I worked hard towards something and I can utilize this body that I've been given to the best of my abilities it's not just for fighting. It's like if I want to go outside for a run just for fun, I can like really utilize my body and have a, a great time. Um, and if a female has a goal like, oh, you know what? I want to look like this. Just make sure it's for you. It's not for other people. Or, you know, I, I really want to work on avoiding wrinkles and age as gracefully as I can. Well, you're doing that for yourself or for other people. So figure out what you want to do and then achieve it. And then once you achieve it, you block out everything else. Like, you know me, try and find somebody who can tell me, like, try and break down the confidence I have in myself. You're like and the most confident person and, I've ever met. And the confidence <laughs> and the confidence in my body. Like, I don't have the best body in terms of like, oh, you know, I could probably put on another 20 pounds of muscle. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm looking pretty good. Like, Oh I'm, my gosh, are you kidding me? You have the body of like, no, a but I'm, God. I'm pretty lean. 
And you I have could, a 10 pack. And I could you pl- just came out with a cheat sheet. Six no. tips on how to get a six pack. No, but I'm saying there, there, there could be room for improvement. Which you can get at unlockyourvitality.com, by the way. But, but because I set my goal on what I wanted to be and look like, and I achieved it, now I'm super confident and super happy. And if somebody mm-hmm. came up to me like, you know what? Like, I've had people say, like, you, you know, you're a little skinny. You could put on a little more muscle. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> you shut your face. Don't talk to me like that. <laughs> well, you also can be a featherweight, so it's kind of your job to have a lower BMI. I know, but I could also put on muscle. But it's just again, I I set my goal, I I reached it, I'm very happy. And if uh, if females feel pressure from other people, I don't think that's good. If well, what you have, about me feeling pressure from you to stay slim? To stay slim? Well, okay. I mean putting you on the spot here Gabriel no that, uh, that's a good question that's a good question how are you um, gonna a- answer I'm gonna say go back to the same thing I say when we talk about this in person I go okay you know what I told you when I first started dating you that fitness was very important to me and I didn't like I didn't hide that I actually had a conversation with you about that in the, like the first month of dating like fitness is really important to me well yeah i mean and, you look how you care for your body you expect and, the same uh, as your partner yeah exactly and i yeah. just said you know what i'm not gonna beat around the bush like personally for me i just i don't find there's different things that that everybody finds attractive in other people and for me i just want somebody who wants to be as fit as i am so it makes it difficult for you sometimes because I'm like, Rach, why aren't you working out? And I'm going, well, I, I told you in the first month that it was really important that you worked out. So I expect you to live up to that. Just like the stuff that you asked me in the movie first started dating. And and I expect that I should live up to the request that you made, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's fair. Well, that's for, like an agreement for the container for the relationship. And yeah. if you guys are in a relationship, it's really important that you kind of like set the GR, set the ground rules for the container of your relationship and both respect it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you've told me before, you have to be open to change and um, things aren't always going to go according to plan on, on some elements. And that's true. Everybody changes and you have to be willing to, to adapt, be, adapt and evolve. be aware. But you can't change mm-hmm. everything. You can't start a relationship. It'd be like going going to the bank and you're like, oh, you know what? I'm going to give you this money and you're going to give me this amount of money back in interest. And then down the road, they're like, oh yeah, we changed our mind. We're not going to give you that much money because we aren't going to honor our agreement. I'm just, I was very upfront. and So basically like, you never want me to let myself go, which is actually a form of love. I mean, you could say, no, Rachel, I just really don't want you to ever get fat and let yourself go. <laughs> but I, I feel like you want to be with a partner who is going to put the same amount of emphasis and care and attention to caring for your body so that you can enjoy each other for longer. Yeah, definitely. I don't want to be in a relationship. You know, people wonder a lot of times, um, guys and girls, they're like, oh, how did I get cheated on? And I'm never saying that cheating like is terrible to me. It's a terrible thing to do to somebody. If you If you feel like you've lost your partner and they, they haven't put in work and, and you're not attracted to them anymore and you get attracted to somebody else and they're giving you something that you aren't from your partner, it's your job to step up and have a conversation with them. And I've done that with you before and it's not fun. It doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't make me feel good. And it's not a pleasant thing, but it's better than me just ignoring the situation not talking about it and then 30 years down the road being like well I spent the last 20 years not being attracted to my partner because I was too scared to have a conversation with them 
How often do you think that happens? I think it happens a lot. Why do people cheat? Mm. People don't cheat because, well, some people might because they're happy in their relationship and they just want more. But that's, that's, um, yeah, they have their own issues. But yeah, I can, I can sympathize with somebody if they went, you know what? I went into a relationship and this person told me they were going to be person A. And then all of a sudden, 20 years down the road, they stopped caring about themselves and now they're person B, whether mm-hmm. that's their personality, whether it's, you could be how, how fun they are, you know, but it's, again, it's up to the, it's up to both partners to talk to one another. And keep each other motivated. So yeah. let's maybe switch gears a little bit. How do we balance each other? Cause you if, and I are others. No, you and I, cause we're so different. We're, not, we're, we're, we're different in small ways. We're very similar in many ways, mm-hmm. but we have small ways that we're different because we're both quite extreme in certain areas. So you're very, very into keeping yourself really centered and, and balanced with, with things that I'm not accustomed to. Like, like Tibetan bowls and selenite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And meditations and things like that. They, yeah. I don't understand them. They don't resonate with me at all. I will never do them. Or like why I feel so drawn to certain places in nature. Yeah, I just, I don't understand any of that. When you, you go somewhere and you're like, I have to go back to this spot over and over and over because it, it makes me feel it makes good. You feel good. And, I, yeah. and, I, and my response is, okay, one day I want to blindfold you, <laughs> put earplugs in, take you to three different spots and you have to be able to tell me which one was the spot you resonated with. I when the parks open up, I don't, we're, we're I don't do believe it. that you can do that. I, if you take the same amount of steps from the car, I don't think that you can tell. Um, but Again, maybe you can. So it's sometimes my job to just go, okay, you know what? You want to go to that spot and I should join you once in a while. But this is like a big problem we've had during quarantine is which your park is shut down. Which beach and park are we going to go to? Oh, yeah. Your favorite one's shut down. Oh, my gosh. That was Rachel. Oh, my. You have no idea how sad that was. I did a distancing um, time with one of my girlfriends, Lena. I've, I've talked about Lena so many times on this on this podcast. One day I'm going to bring her on. She's totally up for it as well. It's going to be a super woo episode. You guys are going to love it. So we were going to go like near the park and uh, just spend some time together, just chat, do some you know readings and stuff for each other. And um, the park ranger was there because the park was closed. So we end up going somewhere else, and you know, it's off the road, whatever. And I look down and there's all this garbage and it's all fast food garbage. It's like McDonald's wrappers and everything. It's like, who comes here, eats this food from takeout and then leaves their garbage here. So anyways, we were going to do some, some park cleanup. And then the park ranger comes in and says, oh, this is actually the park too. You can't be here. And I was like, I almost started crying. I got so sad. The fact that I couldn't go to my place. That was like... The one time I've actually been really sad during mm-hmm. all this. It was probably just a tipping point for you. You yeah. were already a little sad and then somebody so takes away something that you love and you don't understand why because there's nobody there anyway. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> if you're gonna social well, there's like seals and otters. Oh, and yeah. If you're gonna social distance, it's probably the best spot to go and tell you to <laughs> But I can understand. The reason they're doing it is they just don't want people, you yeah. know, at gas stations and such. But really it's like you close down provincial parks. Nobody there. I was so sad. I was yeah. shocked. Yeah, you go up there all excited, try to get some center time. No, I didn't. I didn't realize that I was actually getting at that sad. Like rationally speaking, I'm a Virgo, right? Very rational. It's like okay, yeah, I understand the park's closed. Oh, oh, I really can't go to this place that really makes me feel good. <laughs> Shoot. What were we talking about before? We were talking about, about how we balance each other. All oh, right. <laughs> 
got sidetracked. Um, yeah. How else do we balance each other? Hmm. I don't know how else that's... We both like to eat really well. Yeah, but I mean balancing, I think balance each other would be your, you help somebody in an area where they're different. Oh, I like lacking. to encourage you to like unleash and unlock your potential. Yeah, which is... And like is... your reach and um, how you impact the world, the lives of others, mm-hmm. because you have so much wonderfulness in your mind. <laughs> That's what the whole Unlock Your Vitality Masterclass is, is me literally pulling out so much wisdom from you. Yeah, then that's just, again, what we were talking about before. I'm really good at finding one thing and just drilling away until until it's perfect, or as perfect as it can be, and create success in that one, one area. And you like to open up lots of options and, and create lots and not be limited um, and know that the outcome is gonna ha- gonna be awesome. Yeah, but you don't you don't really mind if if you do three things and you fail at two, and then the 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 last one's successful. You try seven things and two of the five are successful. Whereas I, I'm more like okay, if I'm gonna do it, it really needs to be successful. I'm only gonna do one, mm-hmm. and I'm here to to give it my all. Um, so they're very different approaches, but we balance each other well because sometimes I can remind you to keep pushing in one area. And really... how do you think I do with losses? How do you? You don't do... seem to. Like, am I resilient? In your yeah, you, you just you just kind of slough it off and you move on to the. It's, it's not even like because you have so many different ways. You just kind of set it like, okay, I have seven possible paths here. On my new business approach, I'm going to take like seven different paths. I'm going to try them all. And then when one doesn't work, you're like, well, that one's not successful right now. And that one's not the right route. But these other two or three are working really well. So let's go with those. Whereas, whereas for me, it would be a different mindset. I'd be like, oh, I tried and I failed. And how did I fail? That's why I can't possibly take on that many. Because you can't do six or seven things and not have, they can't all be successful. There's just, there's no way to do it. You, 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 I mean, when you first started this podcast, you were doing podcasts, you were doing the YouTube channel, you were doing your new online business. What was your, you had a blog. You yeah, had, I was teaching. You had something stuff. else that you were doing. You were trying to do so many online things for people. And I was going, Rach, you can't be successful at all of them. You don't have enough time because you, because I do the YouTube channel and I'm just going the YouTube channel in itself is a, is a, is a time consuming thing. Oh my gosh. You yeah. got to film, you got to edit, you got to piece the algorithm. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not even good at all of that. I just do the best I can. And, and then I'm going, if I, somebody told me I had to train and on top of that also have a podcast, also have a blog, also have whatever else, your social media accounts and all that. I just go, there's no way. So I just mm-hmm. went, Oh, you know what? I'm going to do one and I'm going to grind at it until it's either successful or I decide it's not the route for me. Yeah. And for me, I mean, I'd say this podcast is probably like my most favorite thing I do. Right. Because I get to share so many wonderful insights from all these other health experts. And I learned so much in the process as well. Yeah. So you had a different route than me, which again is shows our personalities. You tried them all you, and then you found the one that you liked. And does it, does it matter to you that, officially the other ones didn't take off it probably doesn't bother you at all because you went you know what no i found 
my podcast. My podcast is successful. I'm helping people. Yeah, it hit 27th in the U.S. in education and then 20th in Canada for education. But, you know, what I recognize is that people learn differently. So some people like to watch videos, right? So I like to still put stuff out there on the Rachel Varga YouTube channel if you're more of a visual learner. But it seems like people right now are digging the podcast and listening kind of on the go, if you will. So it's just a matter of just trying to help people out by the way that they like to learn. Yeah, so the point of that was everybody approaches whatever they're trying to do differently. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we've both helped each other because you've helped me open up a few more doors. So you're like, okay, you, you're doing the fighting thing and you're doing a really good job at that, but maybe you should just try a couple more. And the worst that happens is you try and they don't, they don't work. And Do you I've, like that motivation from me? Sometimes, yeah. I mean, sometimes I have to slow you down and go, oh, you know, I just can't do it. But, but now I've started my YouTube channel and I wouldn't have started it if you didn't push me. And it's doing, it's doing pretty well and... I mean, I really enjoy it, so I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, same for you. You were trying to do so many. You were spreading yourself a little thin, trying to keep up with anything and everything. And then I had to remind you, like, you need to pick one or two and really focus there. And when you focus there, you'll be able to build properly. And then now you've focused in on the podcast, and the podcast is is taking off. But if you would have focused on the podcast and the YouTube channel and the other stuff, it would have been very hard to build it to the extent that you have. So Yeah, I'm so yeah, grateful for all of you listening here. That's just the reviews that you guys have been sharing and um, here on, on the podcast is just like you have no idea how encouraging that is for me. The reviews are so nice. You get a good the YouTube best. review. I get one you know, I get twenty twenty comments on a YouTube video and some of them are, are just, you know, like, oh, thanks. But you get one that's really heartfelt and you go, yeah. oh, the the hours and hours it took to make that was totally worth it just because I helped that one person so much. Speaking of reviews, why don't we do a little shout out to a recent review that I've had on the podcast. And the thing about reviews and, you know, good comments and negative comments is that, um, you know, you have to take them in stride. How do you take the negative? Because that would be interesting to... <laughs> Oh, I had a negative comment on my podcast. I get choked. I do not deal well. This this one person said, oh, Rachel isn't grounded in what 99% of real women want. And, but this is, this is and, interesting because we were talking about the difference between us. So no, somebody no, comes on. No, but that on. was actually like a compliment to me because I'm not grounded in what 99% of women want. Oh, Imagine yeah. if you followed the lifestyle of 99% of Americans. You would be fat. You'd be overweight. You would have cardiovascular diseases. You would probably be diabetic. Yeah, you don't want to follow what no. the average person is doing. You want to follow what the exceptional people are doing. Heck no. So just right away, that person just wasn't right, the right listener. So speaking of wonderful, wonderful reviews here, I had a review from Annalise, and she gave me five stars. And she actually gave me a consultation review on my podcast, which I just think is really cool. So the review is called Post Consultation Five Stars. I recently had a virtual one-on-one consultation with Rachel and started using the medical grade products that she picked out for me. It's only been about three weeks and I'm noticing a huge difference. Rachel was so easy to talk to and made the whole process feeling like talking to a friend. She's so knowledgeable and took the time to actually listen to my concerns. It was completely different than any other experience I've had with a medical professional in the past. It's very obvious that she's passionate about helping her patients. I'll be recommending her to all of my family and friends. Thank you so much, Rachel. 
Thank you so much, Annalise, for that just extremely kind review. You have no idea how much that made my day. And yes, that is posted on my Instagram at Rachel Varga Official. <laughs> and then if you get a negative, have you ever had a negative negative? I only had, you know, that one, the one? Well, on the podcast and it was just obviously someone who just wasn't res- resonating with it. And that's yeah. totally cool because the message that I share, body, mind, spirit, energy alignment for optimal radiance and beauty, certain people are going to resonate with it. Like people that are more into the um, spiritual elements of, of, you know, being our best selves. Like my podcast, you wouldn't listen to it. It's not. Uh, it's not your cup of tea. And that's well. Cool. No, it's it's not even that. It's just like we were talking before about confidence, and a lot of times, uh, I'm just I'm so set and so confident that the way I do things is the right way mm-hmm. that I don't have too much interest. Like I have interest in changing my fight style. If I go, oh, you know what, I can listen to something and it's going to make me a better fighter, then I'll take that information in. But mm-hmm. if it's not in regards to making me a better fighter or a better athlete, it doesn't have much, much place. And I'm, I'm just one of those people that go, you know what? I, I see results and the action, need, the, the results need to be there. It can't be, Oh, I'm going to visualize a result and I'm going to create it or manifest it uh, mentally. It's like, I, I want to do a push up, and I want to know that I'm going to hit harder. Mm. And that's the kind of results I'm looking for. So you've said it to me before. What's the way that you explain me? I'm very. You're like a rock. I'm just yeah. I, you, I, you get life. I oh I get it my way. It doesn't yeah. mean it's good for anyone else. Yeah. I always I say that the same thing. <laughs> my way of life could be a hundred percent wrong for somebody listening. They'd be yeah. like, no, I hundred percent disagree with him. He's completely off. He doesn't get it at all. And. And the same thing with, with, uh, with me, I can hear somebody else and just, yeah, your podcast for me would not be the route I would take if, if your podcast was, uh, verbalizing my next workout and what I need to do to, be, to be yeah more explosive, yeah. more powerful, like tell me exactly what I need to do and out of the action, I want to see results. Well, that's actually in our course, Unlock Your Vitality Masterclass. You dive into that, that stuff. That's what I do. That's yeah. what I bring to the course. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. I do have men listening to the podcast. And uh, recently I had this very handsome man meet with me, you know, a single father, just, just gorgeous and mm-hmm. really wanting to do his best to to age well and and I love it when men meet with me because it really shows me that there are a lot of men that do care about looking after themselves and their appearances and you know one thing that I started to notice with you was you know you, you sometimes you weren't looking after your skin no, it definitely right? wasn't. <laughs> and then I look in the mirror and I'm like, Gabriel, my skin looks a lot better than yours. I feel like we need to even the playing fields. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've actually, I, I've, I remember mentioning that to you before in the workout thing because you're like, why are you bugging me so much to work out? And I remember going, well, Rach, you told me that we need to be on an even, even field and yeah. how our skin looks because you don't want to be with somebody who has like 60 year old looking skin from not taking care of it when you're 40. So I just went, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this and you got to make sure that you stay looking super super fit because i want to be able to be with somebody when i'm 60 who can still go out for runs and Mm -hmm. who can do all that fit stuff if you want to go to hawaii or something and bike around the island we can do it Mm -hmm. instead of not being able to to be fit with your partner yeah so yeah i mean yeah it's great that you have some that you you've had a number of male uh yeah we're you know male celebrities online yeah it's great i mean i think the big the big drawback for a lot of men 
on the skincare is they're probably just a little self um they just don't know where to start. They just start and then they probably feel like, oh, I'm, uh, you know, are people going to laugh at me if I have a skincare exactly. routine? Yeah. But obviously the guys who are coming to you, they just don't care. They're just like, you know what? I, I'm confident in who I am and yep. I don't care if I'm doing skincare. It's not a girl thing. It's They want to look their best. Yeah, they want to look their best. They got to show up at events and on camera and look great. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with wanting to, to age well. And the main thing is, is like I well, always say, Well, I mean, let's be fair. You're on like paramount and all these other massive networks but it's not it shouldn't be like we were saying before shouldn't be for those guys about looking good for other people it should just be you know what i want to look good so i'm happy with myself same with women yeah yeah same with women and yeah if they if you if you just have that mindset and you're just like you know what i just it's just for me mm-hmm. and you do it and you're happy and then you're you're confident with the way you look then you don't care if other people are laughing at you because you're putting on skincare at night yeah. Who cares? I put on skincare at night. I don't mind if I don't care if people know. Well, I mean, the world knows, right? We have a dermal rolling video that we put together. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't have done that. Everyone says adorable. By I the wouldn't way. have done that, obviously, <laughs> if 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 I was embarrassed by it. My video is doing pretty well, by the way. Is if it? you yeah. want to see me doing some like demonstration on Gabriel's face with dermal rolling, you should definitely check out my dermal YouTube rolling channel. is the best because he tried to get me to do lasers and stuff and. and, uh, and and you're, just, you're such a wimp. Yeah, like, it just the wasn't thing for with me. Guys, is is men do not like pain, and some lasers just are going to be more pain. comfortable, more uncomfortable than others. So you just tend to actually, you just have this really low pain tolerance to rejuvenation for, procedures for a certain style. It's a different pain. It's funny how yeah. after being beat up and kicked for decades and. That that little flick 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 in the face it just feels like an elastic, a hot elastic band whipping like your face. Yeah, yeah, and I just went oh, and I, I just want to slap it away. <laughs> you literally just... like I'm trying to laser you, <laughs> and you kind of like almost go to like punch it. No, I don't. Go to the karate chop it. It's really chop funny. that hand. Get yeah. out of my face. It's like imagine Gabriel with his eyes all covered with these metal shields and like this like clear ultrasound gel all over his face. And then I'm trying to make his skin more beautiful and he's just trying to hit me. <laughs> trying to hit you. <laughs> and then and then and then you finish the first pass over the face and I go, Oh, she's finally done. Thank you. And then you're like, Okay, I want to do a second pass. No. <laughs> and then I didn't let you. You tried to do a second pass on my face a couple times, like, no, we're one and done today. Yeah, I, I feel like um, friends and family are a little bit more forthcoming with how things feel. But that's also what a really good numbing cream is for. But that is a, a big fear that men have. And women, is this going to hurt? But the technologies are just getting better and better where things are getting more comfortable. But it's what you do at home, right? With your skincare, your dermal rolling routine. That actually, I find, you know, can really offset the need for doing a lot in clinic. I was just thinking, like, how was the little, what is it called? IPL? Yeah. How could I not hold up for that, for pain-wise? But then when I was in Italy, I think the first time after my fight, I went to the hospital and they didn't want to give me anesthetic. So they stitched stitched up my eyebrow and stitched up the top of my head. I think it's because you have adrenaline. No, it hurt. But I, it was fine. I'm like, oh, you was know what? Was that the time they made you pass out? <laughs> they didn't make me pass out. I know, I know. I just passed out after because I hadn't had food or anything, no, I and I was I'm at the hospital funny. for hours. I'm just being funny. But no, I'm, I'm like, how can I? How could I deal with? It's just different pain. I'm like, okay, it's you know what? Pain. It's a fast pain. It's in. It's out. It's it's much more intense than what you were doing. But yours was just like a little. It's a little pain, but it's over and over and over. And I didn't know when it, the end is coming. And I'm like, oh, why am I sitting here? 
this isn't fun. You just were so ungrateful. Yeah. There's not having it. But so then I can, ungrateful. No anesthetic and have a needle coming through my, my eyebrow five times or ten times because you have five stitches and then you, up on the it, forehead. The, the pain thing is so different for everybody because some people I'll do different procedures for and they're like, oh, I was like going to the spa. And I just look at them and I'm like. You said you had somebody what? fall asleep during the I treatment that I... I couldn't believe it. I know. Everybody just has different different <laughs> thresholds. And it's just really interesting. I couldn't handle it. You had, what do you say, like a seven-year-old lady just napping. Yeah. Like, what? That's not That's not right. Yeah. And some guys are, you know, fine with the, um, you know, discomfort of certain procedures. And then others, but it'll, like, make them want to pass out and faint. Yeah. It's, like, it's really interesting. Makes me kind of laugh at you a little bit. <laughs> it's fine. I <laughs> it's can like take this, it. It's like a tough guy. <laughs> I can take it. Everybody on the podcast who's listening can laugh too. I hope you won't, guys are laughing. Won't hurt my feelings. This is real life, guys. Oh. Well, you've been a trooper in this episode, and I don't know. I just kind of felt like doing an episode where you sort of got to know Gabriel and myself a little bit more because I've been pretty actually uh, private online over the last couple of years, and. I feel like you guys want to be able to relate to me a little bit more. So yes, we share a lot more of what we talked about in this podcast in our course, Unlocking Your Vitality Masterclass. Just tell everyone like your take on the course. My portion of the course is, you guys heard me, I'm decently upfront, but I'm a little more upfront, I would say, in the in the masterclass, but I'm talking about the the diet. And the importance of, of finding the diet that's right for you, not my diet, but your diet. And then talking about uh, exercise and again, not what not my exercise routine, but finding the motivation to find your own exercise routine that you love. And then we talk about the sleep patterns and we talked about the the motivation and we went into stuff on your side. Mm-hmm. We, we did talk a little bit more about sex and relationship tips than obviously we did in this podcast Mm -hmm. and then i do give some really great insight into rejuvenation and it's funny what i noticed was that guys were more into taking sort of like a self-development rejuvenation course than women were how fascinating is that so if you're a guy listening it's such a great option but what's really cool about this masterclass is that it's even great for couples and we are extending enrollments to couples. So if you just, you know, put one name in to get registered, if you're a couple, we do want you guys to do this stuff together. How cool is that, you know, to be able to take something like this together as a couple? That's a good uh, a good building block for, for the relationship because like we talked about earlier in the podcast, the, the more you talk and the more you share, the, the more you have a chance of making your relationship just even better and better and last longer and be happy forever. So yeah, doing something like this, it's it's great. Mm -hmm. You can hopefully open up to each other and either laugh at us or share share your opinions of uh, the beliefs that we have and um, hopefully talk more to one another about your personal views because sometimes you don't understand the view of the other person. You just assume we've talked about that before a lot of times. You just want me to know what's going on in your head. Yeah. You're like, oh, that's a typical girl thing. Can you, like, thing. just get in my head, please, and read my mind? Yeah. <laughs> and then and then guys don't do it quite like that, but I'm sure a lot of times I'm going, oh, why don't I get frustrated? Why don't you just understand what I want? Mm-hmm. 
We get pretty um, real with, with everybody. Yeah, it's just it's just real, and it's good having that uh, ability to take a com- or take a, a course and, and be able to to chat about it and and really learn more mm-hmm. about your partner and have fun together. Yeah. So the course it. is super easy to get registered for. You can register at unlockyourvitality.com. And what's included right now are some really incredible motivational calls with Gabriel and I. So you can get actually direct access to us in Q&A. We're also going to be doing some health and wellness icon Q&A as well, because as you guys have seen on the podcast here, I'm connected with some of the most forward thinking um, biggest names in the industry of health, wellness, beauty, rejuvenation, anti-aging, and all of that. But that stuff isn't going to be around forever. And we are offering early bird pricing on our masterclass, and that is going to be going up. So you can follow us on social media. You can find me at Rachel Berger Official. I'll be posting um, information as to when the price is going to jump, but it is going to jump by a couple hundred dollars in the next few days. So I do recommend that you register now. And Gabriel, where can people find you? Uh, Gabriel Varga official on pretty much all the platforms. That I set up for you. <laughs> Actually, I did set them up for Gabriel a long time ago. Like, Gabriel, oh, yeah, you gotta get on social media. Get it, you gotta get an Instagram That's account. why we all are like our names and then official. You can thank me for that. And then we have a joint account that we just started. It's a brand new account at Unlock Your Vitality on Instagram. And then we have our group that you guys get access to for the masterclass. That's where we host the live calls. That's where we have more of the one-on-one motivational. You know, we're going to keep each other accountable in there as well. But if you don't do the social media thing, that's totally cool. The portal is also available off the social media and all of the Q&A calls and the calls with us are going to be Zoom. So if you're a social media person, if you're not, it's all good. We're going to include you. It's for singles. It's for couples. It's for all genders. This, there's really nothing else like this. No, probably not. Yeah, which is really cool. So we're here to help you guys out and you know share with you guys what's helped us. We combine our 30 years of experience. So, you know, I've been in the world of aesthetic nursing for a long time. I teach other doctors and nurses internationally how to do rejuvenation procedures. I've seen what work, what doesn't work, what to avoid. And then, you know, Gabriel really pulls on his many, many years of experience as a very high functioning professional athlete and what's really helped him be able to compete at such a high level and newsflash when you're healthy on the inside you are going to look better on the outside as well so we look forward to hanging out with you guys in the master class any final words gabriel oh it's to be nice to to see everybody in the in the course and yeah until we see you guys there just always work on your on your fitness your health mm-hmm. Yeah, we currently actually have people from all over the world in the course from mainly in the U.S., but we also have some people in Australia that are taking the course too, which is really cool. So no matter where you are, time zones, we're going to mix up our live call times and all the live calls are listed in the events tab in the Facebook group. So you guys can um, check out what works for your schedule, but you can always catch the replays in the groups and on the portal as well. All right. Have a good one, guys. We look forward to seeing you in the next episode and also at unlockyourvitality.com.